What's going on, goons? It's episode 64. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. Chris Vega. How you doing, guys? I'm always joined by my stalwart producer, Mike Harrington. How are you, Mike? Feeling stalwart, Chris. Are you? Yeah. I think you're a little, uh, you're not so stalwart, maybe. Why, why am I not so stalwart? I came here very late, because I have, I have a bone to pick. Do you have our bone, our bone to pick drop? Chris, we both know we only have one drop here. I feel like maybe we should have some more drops. And no, I, it's you, the just one drop palette. Yeah, but but you should have the 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 bone. Remember that thing that you have where it was a skeleton yelling. I but I don't have a bone to pick with you. But with various products that have made my day more difficult, such as well, for one, uh, uh, the Magic Butter Two. Do you know what that is? No. It is a weed butter machine. But I decided to make weed tincture in it, which I gave you some, Mike. How's that weed tincture treating you? I, I it was alcohol. It is made with. 190 proof grain alcohol, yes. I didn't that, I didn't like that. Uh but it's weed though. Did you taste the weed? Oh yeah. It tasted like weed. It tasted like weed. So and it worked, but I'll tell you here's the problem. Now, you have to pour it out of this pitcher, the magic butter too. First of all, it takes 4 hours to make weed tincture. Uh and it's very loud. Why? I don't know why it, the machine is so loud. But it came out pretty good other than the fact that it, you're pouring something out of a thing that doesn't have a spout, Mike. Why doesn't it have a spout? That feels like a design flaw. That is a fucking massive design flaw. You know what they need to read? Uh, pull up the book, The Design of Everyday Things. I forget the name of the guy who wrote that. But it's a very good book about how human beings interface with products that I read a while ago that nobody seems to have read the design's products. What's the name of the guy who wrote it? Don Norman. Don Norman, fucking genius. The fucking weed heads who invented the magic butter. First of all, there's not even a timer on that thing. You just push the four-hour button, and then you go, an hour later, you go, wait, how long has that been on? Has it been an hour? I don't know exactly how long it's been. So you don't know what you can use. Can I leave the house? I don't know. I don't know. That's not how humans interface with products. I have another bone to pick with another product, Mike. Now, the reason I got here late today, and I know you're a little mad about that, is because the pedal came off my bike. Yeah, it did. Um, so uh, uh, I makeshift fixed the pedal on my bike a few weeks ago. It's been working fine. Uh, and then I was riding, and the pedal came off. I had some extra pedals in my house that I hadn't put on yet that I bought on Amazon. They are Kamamoto mountain bike pedals. They're pretty sleek looking, Mike. They look good. Chris, did you get Wish.com'd? It's not that they're bad pedals, Mike. It's that here's the thing about pedals. Here's the thing about bicycles. There's an industry standard wrench for attaching and detaching pedals. I have that industry standard wrench, Mike, in my home. But the Kiyomoto company? They do not use the industry standard. Damn. So you got to go get a special wrench for your sleek new fucking pedals? It's a giant fucking Allen wrench. It's like an Allen wrench. It's like this thick. It's the size of like a nickel. Who the hell has an Allen wrench that big? I didn't know they made Allen wrenches that big. That's definitely what the fucking holes, hole is for the thing. Meanwhile, I have this perfectly good pedal wrench that I can't fucking use. I'm probably going to have to throw out these fucking pedals. I'm pretty fucking pissed, Mike. Why don't you just go get that wrench? The big wrench? Yeah. For one thing that I'll ever need it for? Well, I mean, you already spent the money on the pedals. The wrench is probably going to be as much as the pedals. Okay, so you already spent the money But once. I can just buy more new pedals. 
Yeah, but they don't look as sleek. And then you got the fucking wrench forever if you ever want to go back to those pedals. I don't know, Mike. I, I think I think I did just a, I'll just get some cheap pedals at the bike store tomorrow. And then I'll order good pedals online. I got hosed. Yeah, I bet the guy at the bike store has the wrench you need. He might I bet you she borrow it's it. a lady, and I bet she does not. Why? Why do you bet that? Because, again, Mike, there's an industry standard pedal wrench. Sure, but some people use the Giant Allen wrench. Uh, just the Kamamoto company, because they're fucking idiots. Is it actually the Kamamoto company? Kamamoto. Okay, I know that. Yeah. yeah, I have it pulled up. The Kamamoto pe- uh, pedal company. Uh, they're terrible. Uh, I hope they all die. Uh, Odyssey pedals, significantly better product. Just because of the wrench thing? Yeah. Okay. I came in hot, Mike. I came in hot. Dude, they do look sleek. I'm not going to lie. These fucking, these are some Those are even the ones pedals. I got. I got see those black ones right there. No, no, no. Further down. No. Whatever. I got one of the ones on that page. You're not gonna get to it. That one. I got this those. one. Yeah. Oh, that's fancy. But, but in red. Ooh, like the wolf pack. Mm-hmm. Damn, V. Mm-hmm. And they just that this wrench thing is just. It's really throwing a wrench in my day, Mike. I'll tell you that much. It's really throwing a wrench in my day. Okay, so we're starting this at 10.30 at night because of some pedals? Yes, Mike, because uh, when the pedal broke off my bike, I was in the worst possible place to be. Now, you see, in most places around New York City, uh, in between my house and the studio, there is a train station nearby. There's one place where you uh, 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 will have to walk a good amount of time before you get to a train station, and that is uh, on Flatbush Avenue by the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Can you guess where the pedal broke off my bike, Mike? Uh, right by that one train that only goes to the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens? No, 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 no. A good 15-minute walk from the train that goes to near the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. But you know what I'm talking about? There's that one train no, where the it's The Q all- and the 2 both go there, but I was equidistant from both. There's a line, though. That- oh, the shuttle train? Yes, yes, I was right by the shuttle train. That's what I was thinking. Yes. That's funny. Yes. That is where the pedal... Broke off of my bicycle. So the only, there is a part of the, there's a part of Brooklyn where there's just a small, it's almost like a monorail. You know what I mean? Where it only goes to like Brooklyn Botanical yeah, Gardens. No, it, no it's, it's exactly the monorail in Disney World, except it just goes to Crown Heights. Yeah. A wonderland. But it's like, so that, that wasn't helping you at all. No. <laughs> no, not that at all. sucks, Mike. dude. So you had to like walk essentially along the train tracks looking for your fucking train. I walked a good distance to the Q train and then I took it home and then I went home. And, uh, you know, obviously when you realize you uh, your industry standard pedal wrench doesn't work with the pedals you've purchased, um, <clears throat> you, you know, you try some other solutions. So you try a pair of pliers. You see, you, know, you, have, you dig out all of the Allen wrenches you have because you have dozens of them, right? Everybody has dozens of different Allen keys, right? Yeah, but that would be cartoonish for one that size. Yep. You thought you might have one? I had one pretty close. Huh. Uh, just too short. Just clicked a little. And um, that was disheartening, Mike. I was pretty sad. That's when I called you very dejected and said, I don't know, dude. Should we even put out a show this week? Oh, I thought you said we have to put out a show this week, so... And then we just were like figuring out when to do it. And you said you couldn't tomorrow. So I, I said, I, I said, I said, 
I'm perfectly willing to not do a show this week. Oh, if I had heard that, I would have said, no, I'm going to go watch Shane on Legion of Skanks. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have blamed you. <laughs> All right. So this is the miscommunication show. Yeah, this is uh, we've miscommunicated. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to take that from you. I, I, didn't, I would have aimed to get here earlier. We didn't communicate at all, Mike, because you usually have to produce a show on Mondays, right? Yeah, but Lewis was busy being uh, in, in England. Yeah, but uh, I don't really track where people are at all times. You, you did Legion of Skanks, or Real Ass Podcast, this week. That was, yeah, but I didn't know when he was coming back. For all I know, he could have been coming back the next day. You know what I mean? I don't know when he's coming back. You could have just called me in the morning and been like, hey, I don't have to produce the podcast today. I could produce your podcast earlier in the evening. I would have left earlier. My pedal would have broken off. I would have went home. And then I would have came here, but it would be three hours earlier. So this is this is still my fault. I don't say it's, I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm I saying we didn't. I did I'm hit saying, you up earlier in the day. No, you didn't. What time did you hit me up? I don't know, like four? Yeah, you wrote time with a question mark. Four is not early if you want me here by six, by the way. Because you wanted me here by six, correct? How long does it take you to get here? An hour. Okay, so if I tell you it's six. If you tell me at four. Four. That gives you're you now assuming that I'm not doing anything. Yeah, Chris, you're a retired man. What could you be doing? I could be doing any number of things, Mike. I could be fixing a bicycle. <laughs> Uh, I could be uh, uh, making weed tincture, which is what I was doing at 4 o'clock. <laughs> okay, so you got an hour. Yeah, I don't know if you remember the earlier part in the show yeah, where I said it takes time. four hours. Yeah, but I'm assuming you didn't start it at 3. I started it at 2. But if I had heard from you, it'd say noon. Look, Mondays are busy for people, Mike. Clearly, they're busy for me. I'm making weed tincture in the house. What else am I going to do with all that Everclear I got, Mike? I don't. I don't know. Don't drink it. Certainly not. That's rough. That's a bad. That's a bad idea. It's a good way to leaving Las Vegas yourself. Yeah, I put that on my tongue. It hurt. Yeah. So uh, I apologize that we didn't communicate, Mike. But I think we. I, we just need. You know, what we need. We need like a. We need a. We need a training exercise or some such. You know what I mean? Maybe we got to go to like a. So we get some sort of a corporate retreat going. Just me and you. That'd be fun. Yeah. Wasn't that what the Special K was supposed to be? We should just, yeah, we should just do some Special K. I got a lead on some of that Special K nasal spray. That sounds pretty good. I heard that's incredible. But I'm talking about the... the, oh, the injections? Yeah. It's very expensive, Mike. How expensive? $600. All right, that's pretty expensive. That's expensive to do some drugs. It's $600 each. Mm. That's a hefty, expensive team you building. Couldn't, you couldn't get a buyback? I mean, I guess if we do it uh, three days in a row, maybe the fourth day, they'll get us a buyback. Um, but yeah, yeah, going forward, we'll communicate better um, on these days. I apologize to everybody that had to hear me coming in angry and upset. Has to hear Mike all mopey because he's here late with me again. No, no, no. no. All right. It's not that I'm mopey because I'm late with you here. Whatever. Okay. It's that I was fucking fired up to do this show. I know you are. You sent me many things. We're going to get to all of them. Usually you come in here, you're like, man, you got anything? And I'm like, looking at my feet. Like, I mean, I got new shoelaces. (laughs) No, yeah. You did have a lot of things. You sent me a bunch of stuff. You were fired up. 
And uh, I apologize that the Kemamoto Mountain Bike Pedals Company fucking ruined your day. Scumbags. I apologize for those pieces of shit. Fuck you, Kemamoto. Damn, dude. Moving on. I do a quick plug real quick, Mike. Really quick plug is uh, uh, December 9th. I'm going to do a long 45-minute set at the Tiny Cupboard. in. Uh, is that in Bushwick? In Bushwick, Brooklyn? Uh, I think Flatbush, man. I don't know. No, it's in Bushwick. $5. Fuck if I know. $5. December 9th. Bushwick, Brooklyn. 45 minutes. Probably get some people on there that you know. I'm assuming Zach Amico. I haven't booked him yet, but he's usually available on a Thursday. That's his day off. Right? I don't track. It's not definitely not his day off. You got to help me get fired up about this. I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, I'll get, yeah. Why wouldn't I be fired up? Is it is it in the church or is it on it's the roof? It's in the church, not on the roof. I would not want to do a roof show for 45 minutes on December 9th. Oh, yeah, that'd be cold. Ooh, it's, that means they got no AC in the church, but it's going to be cool enough. What do you mean? The church. That was the problem with the church during the summer. Oh, uh, yeah. It'll see, be December. But the church in December. Yeah, it'll be a nice cool room. It's got church pews in it. I'm going to probably be drunk. I mean, don't get drunk before. Like, get drunk during. That's what we do, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, in the lead up. You That's know. what we do here. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the the the, the show, mm-hmm. right, for those that, you know, if it's your first time tuning into Notes of a Goon, mm-hmm. split a six-pack with Chris from Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, so get, like, the three beers in mm. over the court. Like, that's a fun... That's a fun, long... That's a good, fun, long show. You know, the, 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 the fun of it, right, is, like, you know, like, when a normal person, a normal comic comes out, they got, like, you know, a bottle of water in their hand or, like, nothing in their hand and just some waters on the stool. It'd be mad funny if you just came onto the stage... With three beers. I think I'm going to do that. And you were just holding it like fucking like a pool cue. You know, like the, the three beer hold. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't do that. I'd have them all in like a six-pack holder. And I'd just put them all down. And I'd get into it. Jim uh, Jeffries used to keep beers on the stage, though. It feels derivative. No, but this is you carrying. I thought it was the image of you walking oh, me out with walking out three with my beers. beers. It's just funny. That is funny. Well, come on December 9th, and you'll find out if I do that. December 9th. Doing a long set. You don't seem... I feel like you're not confident in me, Mike. What? What? I, you, I mean, do we got to peel the curtain back? Yeah. You just asked me, you know, if I, if, if, if I thought you were ready to be doing, you know, the, the, the time and the putting the content out there, and I said, yeah. All right. You know, we got to pretend that you're fucking just as fired up as you were a few minutes ago. This is a radio show. No, I mean, like, you know, the, 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 you know, it's a, it's another vent. Like, it's, it's, it's tough for me to get psyched, you know, for a show that's going to be a tiny cover that I know is going to be a fucking great show, mm-hmm. honestly. Right. Cause I'm going to be counter programming that night. And I'm going to be like, book some fucking bumps. Book no. some real fucking bumps. No, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to poach every single person on your lineup. You're gonna book. You're gonna book all the people that I like. You're gonna book uh, anybody that I could ask to come and be on the show. <laughs> you're gonna book Ryan Long and Justin Silver and Zach Amico and Shane Smith. Like all my buddies who are killers. You're gonna just be like, I booked them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Drew Doughty. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a banger lineup. It's gonna. I'm gonna. Yeah. It's gonna be you and Luke 
And uh, yeah, that's who. That's who's going to be left. Josh Tolan or Josh, uh, whatever his name is. I it's just me and two little Filipino boys. <laughs> which you know, typically great night for me. <laughs> that's going to be fun. Mm. That's honestly going to be a fun ass show. Yeah, you're going to come, right? Um, I gotta. I got my own. We can't take a night off. What what night of the week is it? Thursday. I work Thursdays. I'm telling you months in advance. It's almost two full months in advance. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Team building exercise, Mike. Don't you remember the last break? <laughs> I'm I'm sure I can find uh, coverage maybe for a night. We'll see. See what's going on. I'm over here building a team of one. <laughs> I need to get that out. Moving on. We got some things to talk about. Best heavyweight boxing match in the last 20 years happened this weekend, Mike. Right? You think that was it? You think I think that was better than the first two. What's even a contender? Number one. Number one is a contender. I thought, I don't know, man. In the first one, sure, just because the it was the one knockdown to Fury, right? No, I think Fury got knocked down twice. But over and, several rounds. Yes, and Wilder got knocked down once. Okay. This is two and three knockdowns, isn't it? Yes. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder three. Now, he still came out wearing a lot of gobbledygook, and I was worried that he not, was going to blame that. Not too much gobbledygook, though. Like, he didn't have the full body suit on. It was just the mask, really. And, like, some sort of cloak. And then what the fuck was going on with Tyson Fury with the fucking gay shit? Oh, bit, with the with the guys. It was like the... supposed to be three hundred, but it didn't really feel like three hundred because they were still talking like British people. You it know was, what I mean? It was an odd one. I'll give you that. It was very strange because he's the Gypsy King, but then there was just that weird, very. It was only one. If it was more than one feminine male dancers, would have seemed less gay. Can you agree with me on this? Um. Yeah. The fact that it was just one made it be like, oh, Tyson Fury's fucking this dude. Yeah, it was like it was like I don't know, man. Like it it Yeah, it kind of felt like a little, but there was also like they definitely did have like a very carnival feel, like uh there were there was some Xerxes shit to him. I, I get it, but you gotta have in order to have a carnival feel or the, the the feeling of pageantry, you have to have a pageant. One dude looking real gay. He's just a gay dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, there was not that there's anything there. wrong with that. There was some chicks in there, though. No, was there? I mean, that guy was just front and center, really putting his nips in the into the camera. Yeah, that guy was just a lot. Yeah, Whew. he was the only person there trashier than Tyson Fury's trash bag wife, who I think had some facial reconstructive surgery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had right uh, cheek implants. It looked like well, that could just be fillers. Sure, but certainly something has changed since the last fight. Seems like they got that main event money now. Mm. Didn't seem like she was sucking someone off in the bathroom. <laughs> Not this time. No. Um. So what did you think of the fight, though? I thought it was absolutely incredible. I mean, this was like the... So you could see like how much better of a boxer uh, Tyson Fury was. You know what I mean? Like just that... 
uh, in the middle of like the ninth round when they're both like clearly tired, but in there for a bit, right? Like Fury popping the one, two in the corner, and then that like quick slip out, uh-huh. right? Like where he completely, like, you know, uh, uh, Wilder was circling off and was like trying to get away, and Fury just slipped and like immediately had him in the other corner and then started applying the pressure. And that's when I think he got the uppercut and that knockdown. Oh, yes. Um, like, yeah, uh, up against the ropes in the corner there before that final. You know the the final one that put Wilder down. Like the, what was amazing to me, right after that moment that I'm talking about, right, Wilder gets back up, and he just keeps throwing offense, right. And it was like you could tell Wilder was so unbelievably gassed, right. He was so tired, had he couldn't stand there with his hands up and actively defend himself. His only path. Right to to even staying safe was to keep throwing punches for as long as his body could before it just gave out from exhaustion and he could get back on the stool. Yeah, which was I thought that I thought that's what made it a fucking great fight. Even if you got the guy out class like that, it was just a banger. They were swinging, and I'll tell you this: this is a rare thing. Did you watch the undercard at all? Not a uh, not a single fight. No. Uh, the fight right before this, I threw it on a little early. It was a heavyweight fight. I can't even remember the guys' names. But they were also banging. And I guess they're just kind of setting up some guys that maybe people want to see down the future. Hmm. Uh, which is rare for boxing. No one ever watches the undercard for boxing. Well, no. I mean, like, the for these big fights, like, they, they, do, uh, they do stack it like that for that reason. Um, like, if you remember when McGregor fought uh, Mayweather, the mm. co-main event was Javante uh, Davis. Okay. So, like, that's the first time I'd ever heard of Javante Davis. That's fair. Well, I know, like they for a little for a brief period of time, they would take two high caliber boxers that had cult followings. Like uh, before he retired, Chocolatito retired, right? Mm-hmm. But he they were pairing him with Triple G on all those fights, and that was helping pop the numbers. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, Frank Sanchez versus Fa Ajabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, decision. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but Sanchez was a seemingly be a good boxer. It seems like that guy you you'd watch that guy again. Like I said, all I'm saying is like sometimes you put on these fights and you're just like this is boring as shit. Before the main event in a boxing match, and I'll tell you this: here's a hard thing that I always notice. There's been a couple of fights, big fights. I think Canelo fights will start after a UFC pay per view. It's happened a couple times, like the main event, and you'll switch over and you'll be like, boxing really can't hang with UFC. And that was true this weekend too, Mike. What do you mean? Well, Ch- like, Chuck Liddell beat the shit out of his wife, correct? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you tell me, what do you want to watch? You want to watch this, the third time these two guys fought? Or you want to watch Chuck Liddell beat the shit out of his wife? And I'm like, all right, I'll watch that. He's got to avenge that loss to Tito Ortiz. Yeah, dude, you know, he, he, he can't go, you know, if he loses to her, that's double-digit losses. I'm. This is what I'm saying. Is like, he... Uh, he he literally is going, she's probably just going, yeah, you're not half the man Tito was. Imagine what Anderson Silva would do to you. <laughs> she's just doing that, and he fucking cleaned her clock. Is that what you think happened, Mike? I mean. I think that's probably what happened. I'm just saying that should be a win on his record, right? Because he won, right? He did, I would assume. Now, what was the judge's decision? Uh, so Assault and battery? No Domestic judge. violence? Uh... Okay, Chuck Liddell. Ooh, this is interesting. Uh-huh. This is interesting. Breaking news. Ooh. He might not have won the fight. 
UFC legend Chuck Liddell took to social media to shed new light on his domestic violence arrest. Los Angeles County Sheriff's arrest a 51-year-old man in his home. Blah, 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 blah. Liddell wrote an Instagram post that he was the victim of the incident last night at our family home and that he volunteered to go in his wife's place. He was charged with domestic battery and posted bail for $20,000. Huh. Huh. So if he took the... That's two L's. So now he's up to 11 losses for his career. Yeah, right? Like, fucking, you're going to let your just, wife you know clean your clock, and then you're going to get arrested over it? Let's just edit his Wikipedia page, Mike. <laughs> let's just let's just give him the two losses. I mean, are these... Is this an exhibition? Is this Triller? What do we... <laughs> was the wife juicing? Is that... I mean, almost certainly. I mean, I would imagine. She's definitely got some filler in those cheeks. It's harder to knock her out, like Tyson Fury's wife, you know? All right. I mean, well, now I feel bad about putting a putting a loss on his record. Why? So I mean, because I don't he's, know that he's saying you lost. I don't know the details of it. Right? It says he was the victim of domestic violence. Right? But that means like she could have swung first, and then he clocked her back. I think could have uh, been a draw. Oh well, let's give him let's give him a no contest. A no contest? Yeah. All right. I like it. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. We're gonna edit chocolate house. <laughs> We should we should put that as an exhibition, as a separate box, and give him a no contest. Oh, oh I'm going to figure this out. All right. Do you not know how to e- edit a Wikipedia page? Okay, you are not logged in. Your IP address will be publicly visible if you make any edits. Okay, who cares? Is that fine? Yeah. All right. It's fine with me. All right, how do I do this? I've never edited a Wikipedia page before. God damn it, Mike. <laughs> Have you? Yes. How many times? Three, mostly well drunk. Mm. Okay, where do you? Where's the? Where's the stuff? Oh man, you, this is a Googleable thing. I thought you knew how to do this. I've done it once before, but it didn't look like this. Maybe they changed it again. Huh. Huh. All right. Well, let's just cut this back. Just um, type somewhere. No contest to his stupid wife. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in the fucking bio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just be right. like the uh, Alright, I'll just edit it in the bio the, the analysts from the Notes of a Goon podcasts Have said That oh. he, we should, he should probably have a no contest Added to his record Oh, I can do this I can do this I can do this, right? Okay, bonk, so I figured it out Mike, All right. I believe in you So here it is, okay So this is, this is the way it's going to work Okay mm-hmm. So I'm going to do this Bong, copy, and I'm going to make the necessary changes here. Okay. Mm. Bong. Uh, so it's going to be... Ah, oh, fuck. I don't know what a draw is. What do you mean you don't know what a draw is? Okay, so... That's when two people... That's when neither fighter wins. No, I know what that means. All right, so in this, it, this, is, the, this is the Craigslist coding. Mm-hmm. Right or not? Wikipedia coding. Mm-hmm. Right, so I figured out how to. Look make at it. you! You're learning to code. I'm learning to code. You're equipped for the future of this country. Um, look, I gotta, I gotta say he lost to his wife. I'm sorry. It is what it is. You're saying you're gonna say he lost. You're gonna add a loss. I mean, I only have the option for a win or a loss. Well, then I guess that's what we're doing, Mike. We're <laughs> saying that his wife beat the shit out of him. Chuck Liddell loses to Tito Ortiz, and then Mrs. Liddell. I'm going to assume her name is uh, Chuckina. What do you think? Charlene? Because Chuck is short for Charles. Uh, Charlene Liddell? 
I assume it just is him as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> you think? Okay. Uh, do I think Chuck Liddell's wife's name is Chuck Liddell? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's Heidi Northcutt. It's like George Foreman. Wait a second. You know, you know. Is he fucking Sage Northcutt's mom? I guess so. Wait, Did- really? <laughs> That's Northcott. weird, dude. Northcott. Oh. Yeah. Um. All right. We're we gonna say she knocked him out. Or a decision. Yeah, we'll say judge by judge's decision. <laughs> oh, this is very rude. Uh, all right, promotion. Um, Notes of a goon. No, no, no. Where where did this fight take place? Uh, his house. Hmm. Uh, oh wait, no, no. That location is. Uh, where does Chuck Liddell live? Los Angeles. LRC Living Room Championship Fighting. LRCF Living Room Championship Fighting. All right. Uh, um, just Mike, this can't take you that long. <laughs> LRC one. Uh, living room championship promotions. Yeah. Uh, I hope it didn't happen on the deck because then we're gonna look like real idiots, you know. Yeah, we would just, I mean, if this happened a, in the den, we're going to look like real fucking morons, all right? We would be falsifying his... Uh, if if he, if he she stabbed him in the parlor with a candlestick, we're going to look like real idiots, Mike. I mean, we're going to lose that game of Clue for yeah, sure. Yeah, if she got him in the library with a letter opener, we're fucked. Uh, what was yesterday's date? The 23rd? Is there? No. No. It was the, the 14th. What? No, it was October 10th. How are we both so wrong about this? Because uh, I was reading... Wait a second. It is a full two months before my December 9th headlining set at the Tiny Cupboard it's Church. Still, like, do you not know how two months work? If it's your show is month. December 9th. It's one month, and then a second month. Yeah. If your show is December 9th. I'm just saying, Mike. It's be, not two full months. It's, it's a little less than two months. It's a full little months. less than two full months, but I think you should be there. I think it's important. <sighs> All right. Um, I, I, I feel like everybody should tell you on Twitter how important it is. Your Twitter handle is at DM Harrington, and everybody's listening to this should tweet you and tell you how important it is to be there for your friends. Uh, all right, so I have it here, right? It's all done. Um, Heidi Northcott, Judge's Decision, LRC1, Living Room Championship Promotion, uh, Liddell versus Northcott, um, uh, third round, fifth minute in LA. Mm. I think that's very funny. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. I gotta publish the changes. All right, Mike, it's Columbus oh, Day. Oh, I messed up. Look at this. It's all messed up. October tenth is not a valid month. <laughs> You're back at again, Mike. <laughs> well, we'll fix this after the show is done, but it'll be up by the time you guys are hearing this. <laughs> Moving on, Mike. It's Columbus Day. <laughs> Uh, Chris, that's Indigenous People's Day. Isn't it not both? Is it also Stupid Italian Day? Yeah, yeah, I think. I think what they should have done is called it Columbus Day. Ah, uh, yeah, makes sense. You know why? Why? Because he stole spaghetti from the Chinese and claimed it for Italy. That was him, right? Uh, I think that was Marco Polo. Mmm. Still, though, they should call it Marco Polo Day. No? I, I agree. 
Why the fuck are people so attached to Columbus Day? It makes no sense. Honestly, the uh, the the thing that made the most sense to me today, mm-hmm. as I was scrolling through Twitter. Okay. Uh, Columbus Day makes me think of The Sopranos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't Furio hate the uh, hate Columbus because he's from the north? Yeah, in Naples, they're not a fan. Yeah, he's just like, no, they they look down on us. And he like kind of tells all those stupid fucking goombas not to look up to this asshole. Right? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty fucking great. It, it, it again proves Italians kind of the worst. Like, stop. There's, there's plenty of good Italians that you could have hooked this onto, right? Andrew Cuomo. Oh, wait. <laughs> Chris Cuomo. Oh, wait. Anthony Fauci. Oh, well, they hate him, too. Who, who could it be? Um, Giuliani. Fuck. Who's a good Italian? Good Italian. Uh, Bruno San Martino? Bruno San Martino Day! Ah. Uh, what about Captain Lou Albano? <clears throat> Captain Lou Albano. Rock and Wrestling Connection. There you go. Now, can we find a decent Italian outside of the world of carny folk? What about uh, Amerigo Vespucci? Did he actually discover America? Uh, I don't know. His, uh, his, he, they, I'm not quite sure I know who America is. They named Vespucci's. it after him. They, yeah, why would they do that? It seems odd. Um, I don't know anything about that guy, really. Uh, so he was the one who was like, he was the first one to be like, nah, that's not Asia over there. Oh, so that's what it was. So Columbus showed back up with a bunch of Native Americans. And he was like, don't worry, they'll make you some chicken vindaloo. They're Indians. <laughs> and uh, everybody was like, this isn't chicken vindaloo. This is turkey and maize, you fucking idiot. And then Amerigo Vespucci had to come over here and be like, see, you dumbass. This is America. That's what happened. <laughs> I think so. Why don't we just call it America Vespucci Day? That's a fun. That's the, he's it's so much fun, more fun to say. America Vespucci? Who the fuck would say Christopher Columbus? That's pretty fucking lame. And that fucking guy who directed Home Alone and the worst Harry Potter. Dude, America Vespucci sounds like a fucking Martian wrote a Merry Melodies cartoon about the discovery of America and just knew it was an Italian. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like white gloves, like black and white. America Vespucci. That's a fucking great character. Just it's just Yeah, dude, he was next to Steamboat Willie. Yeah, just Yosemite Sam, but over the top Italian instead of like a redneck discovering America instead of being a frontier. Oh, it's a new world. It's a new world. Look at this over here. We got a clothesline in the mouth. Oh, this is great. Get my mother on the phone. She's gonna come here and make the sauce. I left her. She was still stirring. I've been on the ocean for years. And then Bugs Bunny will come smack him around. You know, probably be wearing like a feather headdress or something. Sounds like a much better fucking cartoon than Christopher Columbus. I saw that Columbus movie that came out in the 90s. My dad made me go watch that. Wait, what? Do you remember there was a Christopher Columbus movie back in the day when we were kids? Literally the only Christopher Columbus movies I know of is the director. There's a director named Christopher Columbus? Yes. What did he direct? Home Alone. What? Yeah. Why don't we just change Christopher Columbus Day to that guy? Everybody I, loves Home Alone. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not. It's not the worst. Yeah, there's a movie about Christopher Columbus that my dad made me go see in the theaters. My dad used to make me see some terrible movies. Dances with Wolves, which isn't a terrible movie, but when you're fucking eight, you don't want to watch Dances with Wolves in the theater. Yeah, in the theater? In That's the like theater. three hours. Yeah. What year did that come out? Like 92? Dude, Legends of the Fall he made me go watch in Oof. the theater. Oh, 1990. I was seven. <laughs> My dad made me sit through all of Dances with Wolves in a theater. It's fucking four hours. That's fucking child abuse. That is. And that Christopher Columbus movie must have been two and a half hours. I remember there was some titties in it, though. That's probably the first time I saw naked titties in a movie. Mine was a... Uh... I also remember there was like a filthy Portuguese guy who tried to sink the boat. That's all I really remember. Native American titties. Oh, and then he was trying to... They didn't understand English, but he was, for some reason, well, he spoke English, but, you know, he, I guess he was trying to get them to learn uh, Jesus-y shit, and they just didn't get it, and then he was beating them. It really didn't make him seem like a good guy. Oh, Marlon Brando was in it? Was Tom he? Tom Selleck? What year did that come out? 1992. Yeah, it was fucking nine. Again, not a movie you bring a nine-year-old to. No. I saw Titties for the first time on any given Sunday. Elizabeth Berkeley, mm, formerly of Saved by the Bell fame. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Chris Columbus, uh, the director. He was a writer on The Goonies, Gremlins, Young Sherlock Holmes. He directed Adventures in Babysitting. None of these films has been canceled yet. Despite them fucking being really shitty to trans people and Mrs. Doubtfire and, and the mentally handicapped in The Goonies, these, are all, these all still play. And Gremlins kind of races against the Chinese. Oh, super racist. And no China. one has come after any of these movies. Nope. I mean, just change Columbus days. It's just about this guy? Yeah, Chris Columbus, the director of Home Alone. He's who Columbus Day is for now. I don't hate it. I, yeah, I love it. All right, moving on. We solved Columbus Day. You know what else we're going to solve, Mike? What's that? Your fucking dick problems. Woo! How are we going to do that? We use uh, an online pharmacy. Oh. They're called BlueChew.com. Oh. And what you do is you go to BlueChew, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, and you fill out a quick like little online dealy, and then they tell you some stuff, and then they send you a discreet package to make your package so fucking fat, it'll never be discreet in your pants again, Mike. It's got the same ingredients as Cialis or Viagra, Tridafalafalafalo and Salafidil. That's, I pronounced that right, right? Yeah, you nailed it. No. <laughs> Fucking crushing it today, bro. Even though I came in here hot because of stupid bike pedals. But here's the thing. Fucking bluechew.com. That's where you get these chewable tablets. Here's the thing. When you chew something up, if you know this, you know, since it's an Italian-American holiday, we know about chewing stuffs, you know? You make a more surface area on it, eh? And then it gets into your belly fist and it breaks down. It might end up being a bloodstream with that tridafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafalafal
I thought it was excellent. Um, I'm really glad he told some jokes, as opposed to that thing he put out on YouTube, which had no jokes and made me very upset. Yeah, but it wasn't a special. It certainly wasn't special at all. Okay. I mean, it is what it is. People loved it. Yeah, I mean, Somebody said it was brilliant to me that somebody was Chris Stanley, and uh, I didn't talk to him for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, Stanley's a cock, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, brilliant? I was like, there was no jokes in that. He just went out and was like, pay me. No, no. I'm talking about the one from before that. Which one? The one about the George, George Floyd. The George Floyd one? Yeah. That was terrible. That I felt like that was a personal affront to me. It was insulting. It, it was just like... Dude, I was going through, that was when my niece was real sick, and like, it was COVID, and everything was all fucked up, and then the George Floyd thing happened, and I was really stressed out that I was going back and forth between the city and upstate, and I was really worried about the city I grew up in, because everything was getting fucked up, and then somebody was like, hey, Dave Chappelle put something out on YouTube, and I was like, oh, thank God, one of the funniest people alive is going to make us all feel better, and then he made us all feel bad, and I was like, fuck you, Dave Chappelle, <laughs> fuck you. It was like if um, Mean Joe Green passed that kid in the fucking hallway and just kicked him in the dick instead of throwing him his towel. That's what that special was. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there was a lot on there that was just. But the new one I thought was funny. People were saying he was like, it was still too preachy. I was like, I thought there was good jokes in there. I thought there was like some non sequitur. Like, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, I guess, for people. But, you know, he's talking a lot about trans stuff. And you wanted to talk about it because some people got fired from Netflix. Okay, so some people got suspended at Netflix. Okay. Right? And the initial word was that these people were... they were, streaking on the quad? That's why they got suspended? They were... Uh, these were employees of Netflix. The employees of Netflix, one of them being a trans woman herself, mm. came out uh, and was just tweeting up a firestorm against Dave Chappelle. Like, right? well, oh, hold on. I have some of the tweets here. Uh... Uh, she was the one who was like, uh, you know, Dave. A firestorm? I saw like one or two tweets. Here's one. I work at Netflix. It's uh, Tara Field is her. Tara. It's Tara, T-E-R-R-A. Okay. My bad. Tara Field, which is funny. So that's her translating name, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, I assume, a name she chose. Right. right? Tara is Earth. Mm-hmm. So naming yourself, she basically named herself Field Field. Essentially. Which, I mean, I guess that's alt comedy. Maybe Netflix isn't really going for that right now. Uh, no, no, no. So that's actually the problem, right? Um, oh, wait, sorry. Did you want to read the tweet first? Yeah, yeah. I work at Netflix. Yesterday we launched another Chappelle special where he attacks the trans community and the very vid- val- validity of transness, all while trying to pit us against other marginalized groups. You're going to hear a lot of talk about offense, we are not offended, and then for some reason it's a uh, thread. Oh, because probably there's more tweets that can't. This is like I'm met, we're not offended or pissed off. Rah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so she, along with a couple other Netflix employees, uh, they were tweeting up a you know, they were they were tweeting up a storm, right? Mm-hmm. And initially the report by TMZ was that those employees uh, were suspended because Netflix was backing Dave Chappelle and uh, fuck those bitches. Right. Instead, uh-huh. what actually happened was those idiots uh, stormed into a meeting at mm-hmm. Netflix that they weren't supposed to be at of like all the top fucking executives of the company, mm-hmm. and were like, "You can't have this special on." It's a rah 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 rah. And then Netflix was like, "We 
didn't ask for your opinion and you shouldn't be in this room. Go home. Hmm. You're suspended. And it turned into a thing where they're like, yeah, the you know, Netflix is siding with the Dave Chappelle and the comedians over the trans people. And it's like, no, like online isn't real. You know, online what I mean? is not real. It's just more of like, you know, the, the, the well, people, people who- were very upset online about Dave Chappelle special. Everybody I've seen in person has either been like, is being a little too preachy or very funny. Those are the only two things. Nobody's ever been like, he was mean to trans people. Because he wasn't. I cried. You cried? I legitimately Because of how mean he was to trans people? No, okay. I cried. Mike, I didn't realize you were such a fucking libtard. Okay. Well, I mean, he told a beautiful story about a woman who was, you know, going to get, she had an opportunity to realize her dreams was this close and, you know, Mm -hmm. tragedy befell her because of her own personal demons. I don't know. That's just... It's emotional. He's a fucking incredible storyteller. He we weaved it or painted a beautiful picture in my mind. I could see this person who I'd never met, and I was like, "All right, well now I'm sad." Yeah. No, I was I was more than that. I was bawling. I was like legitimately weeping at this fucking thing. You gotta do less drugs, Mike, because that's crazy that you're crying. Why the comedy special? Why it was it was a touching like. Powerful. Uh, we gotta stop uh, having so many emotions. Telling. This is not healthy. What? What are you talking, Chris? That's the opposite. It's uh, very healthy. No, it's very unhealthy to be an adult man emoting this much, Mike. It's fucking what? gross. I'm not gonna lie to you, Chris. You, Chris, you should emote more. I think that's untrue. I think you're you're mistaken there. I think you'd be better off get your emotions under control. I mean, it literally only happens when I'm watching media because I'm a monster who can't feel things in real life, but like... See, now you're getting there, Mike. See, that's what I like to hear. That's healthy. I don't feel anything in real life, right? As you shouldn't. Watching something... Feelings are not for men. Okay. It's just true. We're not supposed to feel. I'll never forget, like, Shea Serrano, right? We put out a book... Uh, and I followed him as a writer. Uh, he was like a teacher at one point. He started writing for Grant Land, and eventually he became a New York Times number one bestseller. Okay. Right. And I remember like the day he made that list, he put out a string of tweets being like, "Yeah, my parents came to this country with like absolutely nothing, and they they raised me in the the whole nine, and you know now I get to you know show them that I've reached like the pinnacle of my field mm-hmm. and how amazing it was." And I remember like reading that and crying. Like it's a totally normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you know, be happy at other people's successes. Be sad for their tragedies. It's a human experience. I mean, if you say so. Okay. Seems like a lot. I mean, what'd you say? You, you're you feeling their tragedies. What was the whole thing? Fucking, you know, uh, 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 celebrate people's joy, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. And it seems a little... Feel empathy for their tragedy. I mean, if you say so. This is you're, this is wild. I mean, we'll talk about this real quick. Uh, as this whole thing with Dave Chappelle is going on, uh, there's a woman, um, Stacy Aristano, who has accused him of sexual assault. Whoa! Accused Chappelle of sexual assault? Yep. Here's wow. A, uh, here, here's a here's a tweet. Well, it's a long tweet. It's like a screenshot of a thing. Um, Since he's trending for saying terrible things, it might be time to tell my Dave Chappelle story. Wow. 
I was cast on his show for the episode Play a Haters Ball, my first time in front of a camera. I mean, that seems probably untrue. I mean, I'm sure your parents had a camera. <laughs> Playing a sex worker. It was the worst day of work I've ever had. I was ridiculed, demeaned, yelled at, touched, fondled, and pushed without my consent. Dave was the worst culprit of it, but almost every male that way treated me this way. The exceptions being Patrice O'Neill, Ice-T, and Rich Voss, who all protected me. I left set and cried and thought about quitting acting because maybe this was how it always was. His new special does not surprise me. And then she she goes on and on. Um, you don't say. Yes. Um, now, I want to go back to the beginning of this. Now, I don't know if this is true. I don't even know if she was on there. I saw this as we were uh, about to start the show, and I figured I'd bring it to here when we got to this, and then I would have got to it sooner except you derailed me with all that weird emotion stuff. Very weird. Um, but um, it, it's funny because re- the way this reads is <clears throat> I was ridiculed, demeaned, yelled at, touched, fondled, and pushed without my consent. That sounds like uh, being cast as a sex worker in a thing called the Players Haters Ball. Right? Doesn't that just seem like it's probably part of the role? What do you think was going to happen? Now, I mean, if it was like when they weren't filming and people were smacking your titties around, it's just, I don't understand the story. Also, strange, I don't even remember who was really, I mean, I guess Donnell Rawlings is in that sketch. Charlie Murphy's in that sketch. Dave Chappelle's in that sketch, right? I would assume, yeah. Uh, and then, but the idea that Patrice O'Neill, Ice T, and Rich Voss formed a coalition to protect this woman seems highly unlikely. I mean, if anything, no, I've only met one of those people. True. Highly unlikely. I feel like Voss and Patrice. Right, would just be standing there making fun of this chick. To no, I face. think they would be making fun of people for touching a bitch who is not having fun with it. But I don't think they would be like, "Get away from her." <laughs> I don't think Ice T would do that. He would just call you like a pussy for doing something like that. You know what I mean? He's not gonna like shield her, like jump in the way. Yeah, that doesn't seem. It seems odd. Seems untrue. But I think this is more cancelable than anything Chappelle said in that special. Oh, yeah, for sure. If this is, I mean, I don't know what happened there that day. I don't even, for, like I said, this woman could just have tweeted this and not actually have worked on the show. I really have not looked into it. I don't know. Um, but if this is real, this is way worse than all that shit. And it seems odd that it's never come out before. Yeah. Like, why would you? That was like 2004. Got to be before then. Chappelle? No, it was like 2000. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chappelle show was around then. Cause, right, because George Bush was president. Okay. Yeah, I thought, it was like 02. It was like the 01 to 04. Yeah, yeah, range. yeah. That, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I, 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 found, I found this was weird. And I wonder if anything... Do you think anything will come of this? I mean, it, yes, it has to. You well, now he I mean? has to write another special because somebody else is making fun of him. We all know every time somebody upsets Dave Chappelle, he has to put out at least a 25-minute tirade. Minimum. 
Jesus Christ, bro. Just be mad in your house. <laughs> Start a podcast like I did. Reasonable. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, when that, that's what pissed me off about that special. Just go on Rogan. That's your boy. Or just fucking pick up a microphone and talk in your house. He has a podcast. Now. He didn't then. No, oh, yeah, true. What's that? That was with Most Deaf on Audible? Something like that. Mm. Don't go listen to that. <laughs> Whatever you do, if you're listening to this show, if you're one of the 7 billion people that listen to the show, don't go listen to that. Moving on. Damn, dude, that's going to hurt Chappelle. Dude, I'm fucking killing him. That fucking transphobe. Moving on. So some black militants called the Not Fucking Around Coalition are doing something, Mike? Uh, yeah, so they are... Um, so the Not Fucking Around Coalition, um, they are in trouble right now, or their leader's in trouble right now in court. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see here. What was the update that I had? Um, yeah, they're an armed, uh, militia, uh, mm-hmm. who took to the streets, um, during the, uh, during the protests last year. Okay. Um, and the they're, feds- they're not, they're, you sent me this, you uh-huh. sent me a bunch of things on Twitter today. Yes. You sent me this and then one more story we'll do. Uh, we got two quick things to do and we're going to get the fuck out of here. But, um, uh, they're the not fucking around coalition. Mm-hmm. Now, what are they not fucking around about? Uh, well, they're men and women who are often seen in protests and body armor carrying weapons. The militia nice. membership numbers have never been verified, but after interviewing its leader, the nonprofit newsroom, the Trace described the NFAC as one of the largest militias in the U.S. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do they call the leader the HNFAC? No, they call him Leader Grandmaster J. Grandmaster J? Yes. Wait. Is that Jam? Wait a second. Did Jam Master J and Grandmaster Flash do the fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z to become the greatest old school rapper alive? I mean. He's got beats. He's got. Oh, man. Look at that. He's making the beats, but he's rapping to the beat. Is that five five forty? I don't remember all the old rappers. So Grandmaster Jay served in the Virginia National Guard and the U.S. Army from eighty nine to 06. He's also a DJ and he ran for president in twenty sixteen. Hmm. What party? Uh, does not say. Hmm. Um. So now, can we see some pictures of these guys? Yeah. So this is the leader who's been busted by the feds. That's the No Limit Soldiers. Stop being racist, Mike. No, 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 no. That's the uh, Mogledom Nation. Mm. Um, yeah, and this is their leader. What are they called? The the Mogledom Nation. Mogledom Nation? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, because it's Mogledom. Yeah, I guess so. Like um, like a kingdom, but a Mogledom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It does sound like a verb, though. Like I Mogledom. Yeah, I got in there. I made that deal. I moguled them hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's look at, just Google image these guys, right? Mogul Domination or whoever you want. And then let's compare that to Adam Often. Because I think if they fight the Adam Often, now, if you don't know who Adam Often is, they're the actual scary Nazis. They're not the Proud Boys who are a bunch of pussies. Um, Adam Often is a scary group of Nazis that we've talked about on the show. You can go listen to the classic episode a man called Rape, 
if you haven't heard that, to hear about Rape, who's a high-level ranking member of Adam Waffen, who uh, named himself Rape, which I think is better than Jam Grandmaster Jay. Uh, yes, Grandmaster. But also, that sounds a lot like Grand Wizard. It does, doesn't it? But I'll tell you this. I respect an open carry black militant group. Pretty dope, right? I really, I, I really respect the Black Guns Matter movement. Um, I think it, I think it makes a weird, very heavy political stand in a lot of ways, because obviously, I mean, whatever the Black Guns Matter movement was started because you know the first gun control laws were created in the South to prevent freed slaves from buying guns. Oh yeah. Yes. I didn't know that. Um, so it is It is an interesting, it's an interesting thing to do with this whole, whenever they whenever they go out there and do that. But let's, let, let's compare these images. Because I want to see, because if we were doing uh, Deadliest Warrior, Adam Waffen versus Not Fucking Around Coalition. That's what it's called, Not Fucking Around Coalition? Yep. Now, what, what did you say they're not fucking around about? Um, the, the, you know, the, I don't know, fucking not getting killed by cops. They're not fucking around about not getting killed by cops? I don't know, dude. Like, look at them. They're, they got guns. They are not fucking around. They are not fucking around. Holy shit. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm saying. I'll be honest, though. Uh, my man, uh, Grandmaster Flash, Jay. Mm-hmm. Jay Flash. You got a Skeletor thing going. Right? In this picture that you've got pulled up, that's him, right? Yeah, this guy? Yeah. He's got he's got a real skeletor thing going right there, Mike. A bit, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, but this is this is some this is yeah. I mean you should be playing the Nation of Domination theme song right now, but whatever. I mean We are the nation. The domination. We are the nation. Uh I'm glad that you just called that audible right there. Tell me I didn't nail it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they do look like you're gonna make them say "uh." I'll tell you that. Na 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 na. All right, let me see now. Let me see Adam Waffen. Also terrifying. These are terrifying groups of people. Yeah, they're now, shooting the guns. Yes, that's true. In these pictures, they are shooting the guns. They have uh, Nazi armbands. All see, like, I, I I can't call it. I can't call what's scarier here. I don't even know who'd win the fight. I don't know how much. So Adam Waffen has tried to poison water supplies. We know that. What what's the Craziest thing the not fucking around coalition has done. Uh huh. I don't know. What's the craziest crime they've committed? Um I think it's honestly uh this guy, like what he's going to jail for. Mm. Um, which is right now a bunch of bullshit. What is it? Uh so it's like he got into it with a cop at the protest for Brianna Taylor. Okay. Yeah, and they came at him way later. I mean, so they, I mean, look, they have, <laughs> here's what makes them less scary, right? Really. Is because they're actually kind of on the correct side of things, right? Because the Breonna Taylor thing was all about, it was really kind of about getting rid of no-knock raids, civil forfeiture, qualified immunity, shit like that. Which I think most people, if you explain those things to them, you'd, you'd see a lot of common ground in this country. Right. Adam often just hates Hate, 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 hate. Yeah, I mean, they probably would. I mean, look, the only way we could protect this country from hatred is we got to get Patrice O'Neill, Ice T, and Ridge Foss 
to attack Adam Woffin. Makes sense. Um, but who who do you, who do you think's winning in this fight, Mike? Uh, I mean, I don't want to. You don't want to give it to Adam Woffin, right? Your heart says not fucking around, Coalition. Obviously. But the smart money's got to be on Adam Woffin here. Has to be. Um, so I think the 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 big takeaway for me mm-hmm. is um, just the numbers, right? So it's like Adam Waffen, yes, they're very scary, but like how many incels are out there, really? Um, I don't think they're incels. Adam Waffen? Yeah, that would mean they're celibate. You can't have earned the name rape if you're celibate, Mike. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a special case. Mm. Yeah, that's why they elevated him to leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're saying the not fucking around coalition probably has the numbers. That's what I'm saying. Like I do think. So they they've have... got the nu- the guns, but we've got the numbers. That's that's what you're saying. Yeah. Hmm. It's an interesting. It's an interesting thing, Mike. It's interesting. It's something to ponder. Moving on. Stealthing is illegal in California, Mike. <gasps> no. They went out of their way to say that, well, it was always illegal, I guess, but apparently it's always been hard to prove because you could always just say it slipped off. Now, if you don't know what stealthing is, that's when you secretly take off your condom and put your dick back in a woman, and she's so boned up that she doesn't realize that the sex is no longer terrible because there's a condom involved because hmm. women hate condoms too. They do, don't they? They fucking loathe them. I would say the first 10 times I ever had sex without a condom is because a girl was like, ew. And then, then I just stopped going for it. <laughs> That's how that works. It's pretty sick. Yeah. I don't know who these losers that girls are making wear condoms. <laughs> if a chick's making you wear a condom, you're unattractive, sir. No, I mean the first time. That's not true. First time she has to make I mean, the you first wear a time condom. that day. Yeah, if you're going back for round two, she's making you wear a condom. You're ugly and bad at sex. Why did you get a round two? Yeah, how did you even get round two? How drunk did you get this slut? You're a bad person, sir. <laughs> you should go. You go to jail for this weird, fucking stealthing law that just came about. So in California. It is illegal now to remove a condom without consent, which I guess is a good thing, but it seems like an unnecessary thing because it was already illegal. Um, It's the first of its kind in the nation. This is what uh, Newsom said. Um, Rape. Oh, there was supposed to be. They tried to put a marriage exemption in the stealthing law, and then they made them take it out. What? What? Yeah, if you're bagging it with your wife. That's not your wife. No, that's everybody's friend. <laughs> if you're bagging it with your wife, that better be your choice. Yeah, because yeah. she's a pig hoe and you made a bad financial decision. Right? Yeah, there's no, there's, I can't think of any excuse. No. No, 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 no. Simply doesn't exist. I well, I've said I've, I've told the story. The reason why my girlfriend has an IUD, I've told you this, right? Why? Uh, she's an IUD because uh, she would go on birth control, uh, and as soon as the birth control would kick in, her hormones would change, and she would immediately break up with me. 
Ah. And then she would go off of them. And in a month, when the birth control would wear off, she'd be like, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. So I was like, so we were just going fucking pull and pray for years, Mike. Got to do what you got to do. And then I was like, we got to do something about this because I'm not using condoms. This is crazy. You're my wife. It's insulting to use a condom with you. And then so what we did was he shoved a metal rod up her cunt. Like the Lord intended. Yeah, exactly. Look, it's it's a precious metal, man. It's made of copper. That's a ring. You just straighten it out. Shink, tunk. That's the noise it makes when you put it in there. Yep. They smack it right in with one of those mallets. They used to put tile down in the bathroom, the rubber ones. Pop it right in there, Mike. I'm aware. I mean, you were there when we did it. <laughs> yeah, dude. You I'm... held her ankles back for me. I really appreciate You are stalwart, Mike. You are a stalwart producer. Um, yeah, I'm here for um, the team. So, yeah, apparently he was always able to be brought up as sexual battery. I, I don't understand why they needed to make this law. Is this a real major problem, stealthing, Mike? You're hip with the kids nowadays? Are think, they stealthing that much? I think Newsom just needed a win. Oh, this is a win? I don't think this is a thing. Is stealthing a thing that's a, a dangerous thing that's happening? And also, just because they created a new law doesn't make it any more hard to prove if the condom came off accidentally. I mean, he, you know, you maybe get his text messages, see if he was bragging about it to his boys. Oh, you're saying you think that he can subpoena his text messages and be like, yo, I stealth that hoe? Yeah. I beef, I beef 52 bomber that bitch. <laughs> <Brrr-rah>. <laughs> oh, man. This is going to be bad for all these guys that are stealthing, Mike. How many? All none of them. (laughs) Who is doing that? You're telling me, have you ever met anybody who did that? Who didn't tell them they were taking off the condom? Yeah. No. You take off a condom and you go, huh? Huh? Around the outside. But you kind of go, huh? Huh? This kind of fell off. Huh? And you see where you're at. And all of the time, she goes, ah, go ahead. Every time. Every single, why would you not ask? Just be like, hey, this fell off. Huh? Huh? She's going, just get it back in there. Get in the game. Fuck. Moving on. This is the last thing we're going to talk about. We need our Olympics music, Mike. Oh, no. You don't have our Olympics music, Mike? No, I thought we were doing something else for the final story. No, we're going to do that next week. Okay. Unless there was something else I was supposed to talk about that I forgot. I'm a little drunk, Mike. You don't say. I came in here hot, and I cooled myself off. This is my Olympics music. This is the theme from the Olympics. Clearly, the Olympics music. This is the, this is the music from the Olympics, Mike. Okay, what was the Olympics update? Uh, so it's well, you got to give the Olympics update. So it's it's, it's uh, Olympics football season. It right? is Olympics football season. Okay, and now our team for this show is the Goon Squad. Yes, aka the Houston Texans. Yes, and they are the champions of the NFL Olympic season. No, 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 they're zero and five. What? Yeah, yeah, they've lost every game. What the fuck? Yeah, Goon uh, Squad, Goon up. You know what's really interesting? Ah. Uh, 
is uh, every time I remember that it's a Houston Texans game and I tweet out, go, you know, a goon squad thing, uh, immediately after they start losing. Like the moment after I tweeted so out. So you're mush from a Bronx tale is what you're saying. Essentially. I think okay. I think we are. A we. Yeah. This is a we thing now. This was your bit. Now, what happened with some fucking chick talking shit about the goon squad? Our team? The goon squad? The Houston Texans? What, who? Some lady? I don't know. I saw something on Twitter. Tried to pull it up? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. God damn it, Mike. I said, do you know something about this on... What the hell? I tweeted about it. You tweeted about it? Yeah, fuck that lady. All right, well, now I got to... Oh, sorry, I had to turn off our Olympics music to do that. My bad. I'm going to find out what you're talking about. Um, Oh, who's Amy Trask? Amy Trask? Analyst, CBS Sports. Our buddy 757 Sean on Twitter was like, Amy Trask is talking shit about the Goon Squad. And I don't know what shit she was talking. But I was like, I'll beat the shit out of any lady for talking shit about the Goon Squad. Oh, yeah, she was just talking smack. Um, I mean, I bet they'll beat her up. Oh, yeah, they would They would smoke her. They'd probably beat her in a football game, too. Probably. Um, they uh, They also, right? I she, mean, she's got, like, it's not going to be great odds, but, you know, she'll, you know, they'll probably win. Whole football team? Um, so I got, uh, I got two more football. They're 5 Mike. I got two more football-related stories. Okay. John Gruden. Okay. Right, has been fired from the Los Angeles Las Vegas Raiders for what? Uh, homophobic and misogynistic and racist tweets. Uh, sorry, emails dating back to like 2014. Racism wasn't even bad in 2014. You were allowed to racism back then. Yeah, and especially misogyny. Yeah, misogyny. Yeah, that's look. Misogyny was cool until Newsom passed this stealthing law. Yeah, literally until this week. It's been yeah, it's, it's been fine. Okay, second thing. Alabama football lost a football game to Texas A&M this weekend. Okay. Right? Uh, because of that. In the Olympics. This is in the Olympics. It, also in the Olympics. Okay. Two men got into an argument at a home in Alabama. Okay. That led onto the uh, front lawn uh, where shots were fired and a man died because Alabama lost a football game. I respect that. That's how you Olympics, doggy. Dude. Did I ever tell you a story about the guy I knew? I'm not going to say his name. It's a guy, an Irish guy from uh, Brooklyn. And uh, the, the first time the Giants beat the Patriots, huge Giants fan. So the first time the Giants beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, this person did not watch that game. Because the day before the Super Bowl, now this is when the Patriots were undefeated, if you recall. Uh-huh. Uh, the day before... He was in a dive bar that no longer exists. And uh, there's a guy there that used to hang out there who's a nice guy who's a huge Patriots fan, moved from Boston to Brooklyn. And he goes, you know, Mike, I just really don't think they have a chance. And um, that guy beat the shit out of that dude and put him in the hospital and uh, didn't get to watch the Super Bowl because he was in jail. (laughs) Well, I mean, butterfly effect. Maybe if that guy was rooting for the Patriots that day, they would have won. Instead, he was in the hospital. Patriots lose. No, that's a good point, Mike. That's a good point. You can follow me at Chris from BKLYN on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Mike at VM Harrington 
on both of those platforms. And uh, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. And, of course, you can email the show at ask, askthegoon at gmail.com. Email us. And, you know, come see me on December 9th at the Tiny Cupboard. It's a great venue. Um, better than Mike's venue. Uh, it's a church. Uh, Mike will be there. It'll be fun. Uh, come through. Good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. I tell you